Welcome to episode 179. Okay, I'm going to start that over again. <laughs> no, no, that stays in. That is staying in. And I'm going to make my font bigger. <laughs> that, all of this is staying in. All of this is staying in. Maybe we should record it tomorrow. <laughs> Producer's on the show. He's hearing it for me. Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today in our third chair, we welcome Derek Weston. Derek is the Director of Program and Volunteers at Hope Springs, a faith-based nonprofit that works on behalf of those living with HIV and AIDS. For the next two weeks. Okay. And Derek... <laughs> To be continued. Derek is also a writer whose recent work, um, well, you haven't done that recently. Okay. Derek <laughs> recently got a grant from the Louisville Institute and is a recipient of that thing and is an avid hater of winter, which has been in there since it's last winter. Is the only part of that that is cons consistent and accurate. And that is, that is the most current bio we have, which is terrible. Well, I mean, he's technically still the director. That first part's still right. I, mean, I, no, am, technically. I am technically still the director. Until exactly. 31st, absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, we, we cut ourselves some slack. We need we need an updated bio day, Derek. Uh, well, well, should, well, that's on the show. We should, well, until you sub for one of us. Yeah. But we should say that, you know, we're, we're on the goodbye tour. This is Ogan and I's long goodbye tour of all December. Oh. <laughs> is that what's happening? Wait, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> My goodbye tour. Well, because we got to... Am I being let go and this is how you're telling me? We've got to say goodbye to all of our guest chairs and oh my goodness. have to accept the fact that Brian's coming back. Wow. <laughs> wow. Can we, listen, I live in a both and not either or. Can't we bring him back and keep all the other people too? I've, they've grown on me. We can talk I about know, that right? later. I know, right? Yeah. Talk about that later. All right. You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon where you will see some fun pre and post show uh, video and banter get a peek into the uh the, the the all the all the what do you call it the sausage making behind the behind the show mm -hmm. uh and you can visit patreon.com slash pt life to get started just starting at two dollars a month um thank you to our current patrons and if you would like one of these fantabulous pub theology tumblers for those of you watching on the video you can see me holding it up nice pint glass with our logo um you can still get one please donate 25 dollars to nokidhungry.org 25 dollars or more or more and or more, or more. then and uh send, 50, I send you two send us send what's that if you donate 50 dollars, i send you two. Oh, we're, that's how we're doing it okay then that's how right. like why not on the flying, um, decision I mean, was made on the flying. I'm not sending you four, but if you send 50, I send you two. <laughs> so how about sending five? This is, we, we're, this is gonna get us in trouble. Uh, $25 or more, I'm reading the script. To nokidhungry.org, uh, DM us your proof of donation. 
along with your address and we will mail to you at no cost to you one of these fabulous tumblers as a thank you for uh, helping to feed some people around the country through nokidhungry.org. And um, we bring the live back to Pub Theology Live. We will uh, air the video broadcast of our recording as we do it Tuesdays, 5.30ish Eastern time. And as always, you can join in on the conversation. Please use the hashtag PD Live on all the socials. And thank you. Today we Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what the big pause was, but <laughs> we're all over the place today. Um, Doing so well. Today we discuss holiday plans, Christmas and Advent hymns, um, mystery monuments, and alien life. So let's get some drinking on. <laughs> Please, clearly, this is us. This is us not having clearly. drunk yet. That's the problem. That is exactly what needs to happen. Um, oh my goodness. So, uh, Derek, what are you drinking today? So, I am drinking my favorite seasonal beer, Trogue's Mad Elf. Nice. Trogue's Mad Elf does not have... Oh, it does. The holidays at Trogue's start with our inner Mad Elf momentarily taking over the brew deck. So blame him, quote unquote, for this cheerful ruby red creation. Brewed with cherries, honey, and spicy Belgian yeast. Reminiscent of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. That sounds like you need to go to the doctor. 11% alcohol. Nice. 11% alcohol. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's my favorite. (laughs) But to say. Never put those two things together. Ogan, what are you drinking? Um, Tis the season of eggnog, as always. Um, Eggnog with whiskey and rum. I forgot to bring my uh, bottles for show and tell, but that's all it is, whiskey and rum. And I broke out the Black Santa sweater. I'm warming warming up into the season. It's like, it's been a bit of a struggle this year to really get in the the mood of things. If you notice right there, I got my little uh, nativity set up on the piano with the little, uh, the scary, it's a, have y'all ever heard of the Douglas fir singing Christmas tree? No, yeah. and no, oh, I'm gonna have to go over and grab it and demonstrate no. it for you. But it's a little, it's Maybe a, it, that's a post show thing. It's a post show thing. It's yeah. a fir tree, a little fir tree, and it plays carols, but it's got like moving parts. So it looks like an eyes and a mouth. And the eyes are disproportionately large for the size of the tree, and they're a little bit yellow. Thing is downright scary. I don't like this. <laughs> no, I think they should not see it. But that's it's a joy, uh, it's one like of Joy's favorites. So clown. yeah, it's, it's a little weird. But, anyways. So I'm, Black, Black Santa. I'm trying something new. Um, this is Union Brewing, which is our, I'd, I'd say it's my favorite local brewery. Um, and they come up with some great stuff. This is um, called Miracle, Miracle Weizenbach. Um, it's a miracle. It doesn't have a description, which is very unusual for, but on the bottom is in the, there's a hipster part of town um, called Hamden and they have a 34th street, 34th street runs through Hamden. And 34th Street is lit up um, at Christmas time in multiple ways, by the way. Um, And so they have the Hamden Christmas tree stuff on the bottom of it. So that's cool. It's a dark wheat ale that is unfiltered. So it is a nice. Oh, that does look nice. So are you more or less excited about Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice this year with everything going on? What shifts? Um, do you expect in either your family or religious celebrations? Um, 
Well, as I just said, I'm I'm having a slower warm up into Christmas because I I do not do anything Christmas related before Thanksgiving. In fact, before Thanksgiving, if I'm hearing carols playing and stuff like that, I'm like I turn into curmudgeon Scrooge. It's too early, whatever, yada yada yada. And sometime within two to five days after Thanksgiving, a switch is flipped, and all of a sudden, I am in full on Christmas mode. Carols are playing. Like I got a whole playlist of like hip hop remixed, uh, um, <laughs> like club Christmas carols that I just blast through the house. And, you know, we put up decorations is a whole thing. This year, it's been a much slower. Got the music going. I didn't feel like putting up decorations. My child who no longer lives with me was very upset. I'm not getting a tree. It's like, I, I'm just not feeling the same. So I'm saying less. I'm not feeling the same energy or as quickly as I usually uh, feel it. Um, and uh, you, last night, my my daughter, my my brother, we called. We called. He lives in Brazil. Called uh, my nephew, turned eight. It was his birthday this past weekend. We called to say happy birthday, and and we got more excited about the plan of trying to all get to Barbados next Christmas for 2021. <laughs> that was plan yeah, that was more exciting than anything's happening right now. So yeah, yeah a little bit less. Yeah, so we we are a post Thanksgiving Christmas family, um, and we we usually put up our tree the weekend after Thanksgiving, um, and because the kids like to decorate the tree all together, and that is the usually the last time they'll be all together right before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and this year um, we did all the decorating that day. Um, we've done we've done Christmas cookies. Christmas cookies are done. Um, some wrapping is done. Most of the buying is done. The Christmas cards have been sent out. Christmas cards were sent out because honestly, I was I was worried about the postal service. Like I was worried that they would take a while. Okay. Um, so I wanted to get them out early. And but but so all those things are done, right? Right. But that doesn't mean then I'm excited. So I fully own that I love Christmas and I am not excited. So it feels like you're going through the motions. Is that what it feels like for you? And I, I am fully committed to continuing to go through the motions. Um, (laughs) But um, so to the second question, um, on one respect, there aren't many shifts to the family celebration. Like we're st- we'll still have our family celebration the way we normally do with the exception of, um, so years ago we established this kind of pattern with our children's other parents that um, for a multitude of reasons, um, but we don't actually trade every other Christmas the way we do all the other holidays. So we get every other Easter, we get every other Thanksgiving, Christmas, we, um, they are with their other parents. And, and that is for a multitude of reasons. And one being because I am so busy on Christmas Eve, like I am no fun Christmas morning. Like I am tired. I am, um, just not ready to be in, you know what I mean? So I'm assuming like you're doing zoom Christmas for your church. Is that what's happening? Is there going to be zoom Christmas, zoom Christmas Eve? thing do you anticipate being less or more tired than the usual show person christmas i'm gonna be tired 
Um, I'll basically be done by the 20th. So I'm going to be like between now and the 20th, I'm going to be insane. Okay. Um, and then once the 20th hits, this is where like what shifts do we expect? I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Right. Like, are you uh, stocked upon those trogues there, Derek, as part of <laughs> yeah, you know, dealing with all that? More six packs of these. As long as they have them in But Christmas Eve is our biggest shift. Not just church, but we spend Christmas Eve with a, um, our kind of adopted parents and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really, really hard I th- for me, I think. Yeah. And I'm struggling with no, I'm, more than any other time, even Easter, I'm struggling with no services during Advent, no in-person services. Like, mm. I'm struggling with that the most. So uh, back to the first question. Um, I'm, I'm as excited for Christmas this year as I usually am. <laughs> which, which, which means what exactly? Which means negative numbers. For the, for the, I was going to say, for the new listeners, what does that mean? Exactly? I'm just really happy that like for once the rest of the world is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Derek looks forward to is Santa is an avid fan of liquor in the stocking. So this is the Christmas you've been preparing for all your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, like this, I've been training for this Christmas for years. Um, so uh yeah no i'm i'm super the same um (laughs) i am super the same i am the most me i've ever been uh (laughs) at christmas um yeah we're you know we're we're gonna have to shift some of the some of the worship stuff and that it's just it's just gonna feel weird like christmas eve is just gonna feel weird but this whole year has felt weird Mm -hmm. and like why should Christmas be exempt? Like, well, probably in a week and a half, we will sit down and have a long conversation about what, what we, like, we're not there yet, right? Like what we will do to make this Christmas Eve something. What do we each need? What do we, what will Derek give me to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get it all. <laughs> um <laughs> Like, how much will Derek put up with is the question. So anyway, we're, we're kind of not there yet, to be honest. Like, yeah. um, but anyway, it's, it's different. Christmas Eve is going to be the hardest for me. Um, that's not going to be a surprise. I don't think for any pastor, you know, <coughs> Christmas Eve is going to be the hardest. I'm, I'm watching all these pastors try to make Christmas Eve something and like drive up and, you know, and I'm like, yeah. you just no so anyway if you're doing that i'm totally judging you but it, do you <laughs> do what you're do what your parishioners need you to do like Self, uh, self-awareness is the first step in healing i mean i just know you're being <laughs> teach i mean really honest to god teach their own and i've said this since the beginning whatever you're doing is great like whatever you can do is great i just feel like those are I've worn I've worn this the whole time. I feel like those are very over functioning type of gatherings. Our 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 special thing we're doing is we're basically doing the service like live on Zoom. We all we we usually pre-record them, you know. Um yeah. and and some folks have been on the team have been very uh like disappointed that that was the decision I made. And I'm like, I am not opening up Pandora's box to do a live Zoom. Sunday service every week, right. given how much I know other 
people don't do Zoom well. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. just yeah. not gonna not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And, and then we have, I mean, we have three fourths of our congregation that don't do Zoom. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so we're not going to do that, but, you know, I, th I said, Hey, but for Christmas Eve, let's, let's do that. We can, you know, we always do the candle light and invite everybody to bring their candles. We'll, we'll simultaneous, simul stream, simulcast on yeah. uh, YouTube. So if people don't want to show up on the Zoom call, they can still watch it happen and feel connected. Yeah, we're but... going to do a Facebook watch party of the mm -hmm. video together yeah. at the same time that we would normally have um, Christmas Eve. So we'll see how it goes. Can you start on that second? Yeah. So Shannon's being called. She's being called. <laughs> She's being called. So she has to be pastorly right now. Jesus is um, calling. No. Yeah. Yeah. This is why it's, it's a live show, folks. <laughs> we, we are never, we as clergy, we are never off the clock. <laughs> never off the clock. I mute, I, I mute my phone. So I'm sure if somebody was in dire need during this time, I'm going to hear about it later. But yeah. well, well, that's what I do. It's, it's, it's never that long. And, you know, you'll be a little buzz, but that's fine. There, there you go. Uh, so is there a hymn or a song that works well for both Advent and Christmas? Is it okay to sing Christmas songs in worship during Advent? Now, this question confused me because I'm like, when else are you going to sing the Christmas songs? Like, what are we, are we, are we, are we delineating? Christmas, Ogan. So, by the way, we talk about this every year. <laughs> and here's my issue. Is there a controversy? Is there a controversy I don't know about? Number one. Seriously, I number think two, I think there is. Yes. Is this just an internal struggle Brian has that he hasn't <laughs> settled an answer on before? Also, yes. <laughs> because, because we seriously ask this question every year, and my answer is the same. Like you start with Advent, you slowly work in the Christmas so, stuff, and you go to Christmas. So can I? Okay. I, I, By the way, oh, um, come on, come Emmanuel is an Advent song. Which, Not a Christmas Which is song. what I was going to answer well, uh, for the one that is good for both. Help, help well, me out. What is the what is the difference between the two? So one is about the waiting and one is about the arrival. One is about joy to the world. The Lord is here. That's Christmas. Oh, like, come on, come on. Come on, come on, Emmanuel. is like, we're waiting. So hurry it up, Jesus. Time, clocks are ticking. Okay, so 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 follow up question then. When does Advent end and Christmas begin? Is there that because that implies that there's some like Christmas. line of demarcation? So on Christmas Day, the twenty fifth, you don't sing Christmas yeah. hymns, songs till the twenty fifth. The twelve days of Christmas starts Christmas Day. Christmas Day is the first day of Christmas, right? And then Christmas, the twelve days is Christmas to Epiphany. Well, now, that's somehow, just... we, we don't have services on Christmas Day, or like some churches do, but we made Christmas Eve a thing because it's nighttime and we wanted to be nighttime, but there was no reason why we shouldn't do that on Christmas Day. Right. Because it's, you know, it's Jesus Christ is born. Well, like... That's, listen, that's just too much stupid more work. That's all I'm saying. I, I'll be the judgy one now. It is I'm just saying, too I'm much... In it. I'm just saying, like, the, what everything we do is aspects. So, so, so can, like, I, can I, like... Here's where this is coming from, right? This is all coming from Twitter. Like if every year, every year on Twitter, there is this debate, the Why? Advent versus Christmas hymns of when can you do Christmas hymns? Cause someone gets their panties in a bunch about doing- Are they in their first year after seminary? Possibly. <laughs> so it's, it's, 
It's the have it's, they not had real adversity in their pastoring it's yet? This and the Mary, did you know thing every year? Okay, yeah, but that one's year. real. That was <laughs> <one's laughs> <one's laughs> <laughs> because you know what? It's a rhetorical question. <sighs> okay. Oh, yes. It's still a bad song, but it's and a rhetorical it's question. It's still, not mansplaining. It's still important to educate the public. Um, there we go. Which is what I think this is, but it's not. It's just stupid, stupid Okay, stuff. so here's 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 my whole thing about this. You just had to go there, didn't you, Derek? It just, <laughs> you know how she feels about this song. You just had to go there. Yeah. Oh, I, I also God. share her feelings on it, but it's it's a dumb debate. And I feel like I agree. There's one side to it. There should be no other. <laughs> I agree that the debate part is really stupid. Okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I just I love Christmas music. I love Advent music. I, I Advent music, by the way, like we're all musicians here. So let's take a musician moment. Most Advent music is in a minor key and is in uh, more of a, a haunting introspective music. Um, Watchers tell us of the night. Um, still- uh, No, come, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, come, is in a minor key. Um, come, now, long, expected Jesus isn't, but it's it's that, you know- Kind of has that feel though. It has that, it has a, you know, anyway. But yeah, it's it's, just the way it is. I, again, if you are really, if this is your crisis as a pastor, then I can send you some people if you like. Um, yeah, lucky you. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, you know, pick your battles, people. Like, if you don't want to sing Christmas songs on First Advent, then don't. There's plenty of good Advent songs, but you've got to give the people a bone and throw them in, you know, a little at a time. Here's the deal with 2020. If people want their Christmas songs, give them their Christmas songs. Listen, if people started like, listening to Christmas music and decorated like, their house in like, July, I was like, go like, for it, baby. Like, now, do what like, you need to is, do. This is limited time offered, Derek. Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be this generous next year. Hopefully the pandemic will be over and I will have strict boundaries. But like this year of all years, if people want their Christmas music, let them have yeah. Christmas music. This, uh, uh, this past Sunday, we did a... We did a a, a a covid a covid version of we three kings um somebody it was floating around the internet and i was like hey why not why not have now, why is not that have like the discussion we had last week of like the tv shows is that too much like covid in your worship service ex exactly <laughs> so you know it was it was uh, i'm trying to pull up the words but it's like basically you know we three kings are six feet apart and <laughs> one, of the, one of the verses one of the kings is quarantined and this is a lines about mask, lines about mask wearing like two weeks before they go to the manger Some, something like that i can't find the words now but but it was a you know we started i, I had him sing the, the the regular lyrics of the first verse and and then we broke into the second one and of course afterwards i did a little bit of disclaimer about you know this is not intended to make fun and and for people who who like suffered real losses because of COVID, we're not making light of it. At the same time, we have to balance this heavy time of year with 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 something a little uplifting. Um, and from all the feedback I've gotten so far, uh, people people loved it. But but it speaks to this question. To your point, is like do do whatever works for you. Like for right. me, I don't I I, I if you have a congregation that can laugh at that. Go for it. Right. Yeah. Like, the split between Advent and Christmas songs and the date, that's two in the weeds, man. It's yeah. like, I don't think people care that much. Yeah. They don't. 
Um, we will probably get on Christmas songs later. These, I think, were specifically hymns. But um, the, my big gripe right now is like, why are there new Christmas songs? I'm kind of done with people <laughs> writing new Christmas songs. Like, well, let's not let's not make new ones. Well, people are still experiencing Christmas, therefore. Well, listen. At some point, at some point, they were all new, right? If you don't, if no one's writing a Christmas song, we won't end so up with Christmas classics. It is, we have it now. So, so we're closing the book on Did we close the canon with Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas? Yes, because <laughs> that is when every new piece, that one was oh. the line that got jumped over. That was the jump the shark moment. So, so, to, so to be I, fair, to be fair, there hasn't been a good Christmas song written since then, to be fair, but that doesn't mean there won't be. What's that? I said to be fair, there hasn't been a good Christmas song written since then, but that doesn't mean before there won't then. be people before then, because that wasn't a good Christmas song. That was a great Christmas song. Oh. We talk as a modern classic. Come on, I'm moving on to aliens. <laughs> classic modern Christmas song. I, that song was brought here by aliens. <laughs> good segue. Good Again, segue. doesn't make it bad. Yes, it does. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, okay. Aliens know nothing of the birth. Right? <laughs> we should. We should probably talk to them. We should probably evangelize the solar system. There you go. All right. Did you hear about the giant metal monolith discovered in the desert in Utah? I did, but I did not read it because I did not care. Do you think it was more likely A placed by aliens? B placed by it's a slow news week. <laughs> we're, we're hitting the most. No, 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 no. Because you don't know about the follow up. <laughs> Listen, there's there's a lot of follow up about this thing since it first appeared in Utah. Have you not been keeping up? There have been other um, there have been other models. I have not been keeping up with it. This is the new crop circles. We all need to get over it. <laughs> and the only funny thing to come out of this is the Southwest tweet. That was the only good thing. That was. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. Was it A placed by aliens? These are your only options. <laughs> B placed by an artist. C placed by the government. Or D none or all of the above. Something else. Oh, no. uh, definitely B. Uh, I think it's some weird art installation. We got we got copycats already starting. Um, I do not believe it was placed by aliens. The reason why I don't believe it was placed by aliens is because uh, stupid humans are able to dismantle it. That's that's why yeah. I don't believe it was placed I, by aliens. You know what? I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. Totally. No, not, not a not not a chance. But they're gonna uh, like infiltrate us. That's not the way they're gonna do. That's it. not, you know, unless 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 this is like this is like stage one. You know how we give little kids like blocks to fit in shapes holes in the in the big thing. You <laughs> know, you I mean, so let's try. Let's start them off easy and see what what comes next, right? So this may be uh, this may be part one. But yeah, I love this. See though, placed by the government. Placed like, by the what government. Does that mean like what? What part of our government, first off, are barely functioning government? <laughs> and the parts that they are functioning on See, are terrifying. That's where the stolen ballots came from. The monolith? Or went, or went to, or fake We're probably going to hide them in the monoliths. <laughs> and then... in the monolith. And that's yeah. why they can't find evidence. That's why they can't <laughs> exactly. find exactly. evidence. Exactly. Exactly. If Giuliani would just go to the monolith, he can't. He's got the he road because he has toes. But, <laughs> but once he gets, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers. Once he gets better, he can go to the monolith and find all the missing Trump votes. I love everything about this monolith story. I love it. I love. It, I love it because for five minutes, for five minutes, 
every every week there was something really harmless and stupid that we were all fascinated <laughs> by, right? This hit the airwaves. Nobody's talking about Corona. No one's talking about the election. No one's talking about Trump's refusal to 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 concede. No one's talking about, and everybody is mesmerized. It it unified us all for about five minutes, and then another one popped up, and here we were again. I am I'm all for it. No, the only reason why good news stories exist today is to make good memes, and this one had a few good ones. So, I'm but this ain't, this ain't even good news. This is no news. This is the this is the thing. Love necessarily just news. Here's the thing: it's like the the options given are placed by artists, placed by the government. Like, like okay, okay. Like, so the, because uh, there are these people called scientists, right? Who sometimes do this thing called science. Like maybe this is a scientific instrument. And they just don't need to explain it to us right now. It's a it's a psychological experiment. I think I think I think E placed by if psychologists. You that it is either A or C. We need to talk to you about the vaccine because you are not going to get it. And we need to if you are in the B or D category, you're fine. I'm That's very fine. disappointed. It wasn't A. Like it's not aliens. Like I'm very disappointed. I think I think I, I think first contact. Like, you know, if aliens are going to come and like decimate us while we are all struggling with the pandemic, this is the best time to do it. I'm sort of disappointed. I think that Americans are very uh, arrogant in their constant assumption that aliens choose them. Right. Like we always, like all of our alien stuff is around like somehow the United States being well, the most important. There was there was one in Hungary too, so it wasn't just us. Yeah, but if I was an alien, I'm going to Egypt. Right? Throw that out there. So, I like this story. I like it a lot. I'm ready for the next. I'm ready for the next mysterious art okay, installation well, to pop up. On the news that not like how koala bears are being sighted in the wild again for the first time because that's exciting, and how they're using heat sensor drones to find them, which I find terrifying and exhilarating. So, Ain't yeah. nobody care about that. That's all explainable. <laughs> we can. There's a conspiracy theory about that. There's we need mystery oh, and conspiracy. Conspiracy theories around heat. Sensor drones, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have mystery. See, you don't have mystery. The monoliths combined, combined mystery, conspiracy. Like, I'm all for it. I've only seen fake pictures yeah, of it. These questions escalate. Are there real? Sorry, just looking forward. Yeah, no. <laughs> he he rode the alien train and. Like, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna need more beer. No, I uh, no. There've been good memes. There have been so what did it actually look like? Because so I only saw the memes where it was like, you know, the Southwest thing and then a bunch of like funny sayings on it. So it looks like the Southwest thing, only without the numbers and the arrows. Like yeah. it really does look like that. It's just this metal pole. It's like a three-sided, three-sided yeah. pillar. So yeah. it was then just metal. gone, right? So it was there. Well, they, someone did. Someone did see uh, some, like the one in Utah. I think, like the park, the park, the parks department came and dismantled oh, it, it, took it away because because stupid people are risking their lives trying to go find this thing again. This way, think psychologists. <laughs> they're like, they're like, let's let's carry out an experiment. Like people people are people. like, no, the government doesn't do experiments on us. Yes, they do. Yes, 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 they do. Like. I just don't yes, think they do. This government is. No, the no, no. I don't actually think it's the I don't government. Think this administration would. 
would be that clever. Okay, no, I think it's um, um, who's the guy that shot the rocket and got up in the air and got um, Red Bull to sponsor him. Um, oh, that and and eventually died. Didn't he eventually die? Um, the guy who like built his own rocket. Those people. It's like like Bezos is like, how can I make other yeah, trillions? You think dollars? Elon Musk? You think Elon yeah, Musk I think is Elon Musk is doing this and like, hmm, how can I? Because this tells us more about how I can like get more of your money from on, you. On, on the flip side, it says Tesla. I mean, exactly it's, it's, right. There you go. One hundred percent. By the way, speaking of billionaires, I am, I am, I am on a, I am on a tirade right now about, about the uh, potential eviction crisis that's coming up. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. I was watching, I was watching my favorite old man you show CBS Sunday morning, and and they had a piece on on the upcoming eviction crisis. Right at the end of the year, the moratorium on on evictions and rents and so on comes to an end. No one's doing anything about it. And what happens then? So um, did the math and some research. Seven point five billion dollars in rent is coming due. Right. There are 630 billionaires in this country, okay? Divide that up, that's 12 million a piece. And I'm thinking 12 million, that's still a lot of money. You know what? For the 12, 12 uh, richest billionaires in this world, in, in the country, 12 million is 0.0001% of their uh, net worth. You know who's on that list? Uh, we got Bezos, of course, Amazon, and Zuckerberg, but the three Walton siblings who run Walmart. So the people who make the most money have made it on the backs of poor people. And I'm like, y'all could chip in 12 mil, not even miss that. That's like couch change for you all. Put that in a pool, solve this rent crisis. And trust me, people will buy even more crazy shit from you. By the way, the Walton family are traditionally Presbyterians. And well, hit them up. I know. That's don't all, don't all y'all Presbyterians know each other? That's no. offensive. That's <laughs> No, they actually give a whole lot of money to new church developments and stuff, but. Uh, all right. They're still worth like 60 something billion dollars. The problem is, it, is that one, there's interesting conversation around that whole thing, which we could have, which we should add in if Brian listens to this. Um, but also two, like, which wow. so Bill, Bill Gates. Are you trying not to get him back to the show? Family. Right? Are you no, trying no. not to get Brian back to the show with those uh those little uh... No, I, I actually very much like the episode we did with three of us, like I missed him a lot. Um mm. so um like y'all are just second class compared to that. No, so, I, I understand. You know, I, I wow. You're in the C category when the monolith comes. She does not, <laughs> she does like, not speak Brian for both of us. Okay, and I board in the B section. You guys, and then you guys are a Utah monolith. I'm a Hungarian monolith. I get it. She is not speaking for the both of us. I, I consider you my equal. I'm just going to put that out there. All right, let's move on to the very serious topic. Uh, what would extraterrestrial aliens find fascinating? I can't even read it. What would they find fascinating and admirable about our society? Distressing. <laughs> This reads very oddly. <laughs> what, would they, what would they find fascinating and admirable about our society? Distressing. If you were to discover such a civilization on another planet, what kind of society would you hope to discover? Oh, you, you, you know what I think they'd find distressing is that we think these monoliths are from them. That's what I think. That exactly. That somebody's like, aliens brought these or whatever. They're like, I'm sorry, we can, we can fly past the speed of light 
uh, in spaceships and you think we're going to put something together with rivets? I mean, a metal toothpick. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Here's the thing. This is this is a ridiculous question because for so many reasons. See, I but, didn't say it this but, time. But here's why it's a ridiculous question. Because it depends on the kind of aliens. If they're like warmongering aliens, they might, they might come to the United States and be like, you guys are awesome. I love it here. Good job. If they're peace-loving aliens, they'll be like, you guys have your priorities fucked up. If they're aliens, if they're aliens with common sense, they'd be distressed. Why isn't everyone wearing a mask in the middle of a pandemic? So here's here's my issue. Okay, here's here's the thing about this. If aliens did come here, and we haven't even discussed if they're real, because well, listen, listen, cool, there is come on beyond this. Sure, planet. no, I think that's a given. But, you mean if they if they come again and let us know they've been okay. here. <laughs> they've been here so what i actually think they would genuinely i think are is that we are we are a weak planet we are a fragile planet let me put it that way we are a fragile people with fragile bodies and a fragile ecosystem that we are slowly destroying and i think that is what they would see again you're assuming that they're not from a planet that they fucked up and had to escape to ours. But they were smart enough to learn how to escape and like came to us. <laughs> so they are clearly superior in every way. We're not at the escaping point yet. Aren't well, we? that's that's arguable. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we not? Because if now is not the time. I think that's the problem. Most of us don't think that we're at the escape point. Yeah. That's why we're in the in the in the trouble we're in. You know that's you know that's fair. Like, I, I, I can see the point. <laughs> I mean, I, I come to this so for like so we can talk about human fragility and whatever, but like literally, if our planet tilted one millimeter of a degree, kind of deal, like life no longer exists. I mean, we are we are a fragile people. We, we are in a very uh, precarious uh, position, but but I think your point is yes. Um, we I, don't know that. We don't know that life on other planets is contingent on the same things that life on our planet is contingent on. So can I tell my uh, my <laughs> story about my class? So in when I was in when I was in college, I took this class called Intelligent Life in the Universe, and it was one it was of those, an astronomy class. It was one of those <laughs> things that I took. It was one of those things that I took because I'm like oh, that is a blow off and I need, a, I have a science requirement. So I'm fully taking that. It was not a blow off. It basically covered every science because it was about everything that makes life on this planet possible. So the last, the last class of the, of the semester, like right before we're getting ready to take the final, mm -hmm. the professor writes on the blackboard, this astronomical number and like says, these are the chances of there being life on another planet. Have a good summer. And walks away. And that was the entire class. Okay. So it was like. So it was a good, <laughs> these are the chances or a bad No, no, no. It was this astronomically like, large number. Like there's a one in a, okay. a quadrillion so, chance. So very, 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 very small. Very, very small. Okay. See, that is so interesting because like- That's what he did. See, I don't, I, here's my problem with that to echo what Shannon was saying. 
I think that's the assumption that life as we have defined it and understand it, similar to ours, might exist somewhere else in the universe. We don't know. We don't know there are creatures out there who don't need air, who don't need water. We 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 are we are basing this all of this on our our very limited frame of knowledge water on Mars. for what life water we, on Mars, right? but but there may be a species that don't even need water we don't know so what i'm saying is there's water on mars and that is life on another planet just yeah, not human. mars mars may be our cautionary tale for all we water, know water isn't life but like there could be life in the water that's on mars right but what also okay. what is life okay <laughs> Okay, so next question. Wait, wait. And, and next question is every person's life of equal value discussed. Oh Segue. <laughs> the genius of Brian. There it is. No, I no I'm sorry. Um, people of darker skin and poor people, you're out. I'm sorry. Your life is. Wow. I mean, what kind of a question well, also is that? Chicks. Yeah, I mean, chicks are out too. That just sucks. About we are chicks. clearly the weaker sex. My favorite, my favorite part of all the crazy people testifying um, for the uh, trying to overturn the election is the woman who was like, I don't know how many times people voted twice. I mean, Chinese people, they all look alike to me. So who knows? Oh my God. And she said this out loud. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she said out loud. And I was like, oh, wow. She was drunk, right? Wow. I've seen that video. She no, 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 not her. There's another woman. Not, oh, not, there's a different not, not, not the blonde chick with the glasses. No, oh, not her. There's no, another there's oh, another woman. Glad to know there's more than one of them. Yeah, she happened to be of like uh, also a blonde chick with glasses, but she she happened to be like of uh, East Indian uh, descent, and she's like, I'm Indian. People think all of us look alike. All those Chinese people look alike. How many times did they? Vote? And I was like, Are you like? Is what? How are you saying these things out loud? Dear God, <laughs> it was it was okay, something first, else. All horrible, horrible sarcasm. Because if you don't. Well, you cry. well, okay. well, part of it is when we ask every person's life is of equal value. Well, I don't know that woman who testified and said that thing. I mean, we okay, listen. All right, here's I'm, I'm really hard pressed. I'm really hard pressed to say her life is of equal value to yours. Like, I mean, I'm just saying. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's here's the deal. Here's, I could, of course. Okay. Here's here's a. Here's a true story. So, um, true story. True story. I was called into jury duty once, right? Okay. And the trial was um, a hit and run incident. <coughs> and the um, the college kid was some guy who had a very promising white guy who had a very promising future. And all these people got up and said. Here's all the outstanding things he's done. He made this mistake. He was drunk when he was driving and didn't see the man and hit him and blah, blah, blah. And then the prosecutor got up and they were like, we'll call your first witness. And she said, I don't, I don't have any witnesses. Like, I don't, he was a homeless man. We don't barely, like we barely figured out who he was. And wow. the defendant's lawyer was like, well, why are we even here? And she's like, wow. it's life. It's a life. It doesn't matter if he didn't have 50,000 character witnesses. It doesn't matter if he didn't have a, as promising in a future, it's a life. Right. And, and like, that's it, that's it. Yeah, 
And I think that's, I mean, that's incredibly, like, it's a frustrating, it's a frustrating story. And I think this is, I mean, this is the key, this is the key issue of humanity is the fact that we have decided that some lives are worth more than other. And like the whole Black Lives Matter thing is the, is like the assertion that people who look like me have worth and like that's the that should be the bare minimum of 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 of, of assertions that we're making about about black people or white people or anything, anything. yeah like like matter the, the, is the, the matter matter is the bare mattering minimum. is the bare minimum right <laughs> and I, like I, but can we get there please can we just we get, get to, to if matter? we get to matter we can we can do some some good stuff but like you know it's i mean i think brian asked this question god bless him uh, I mean, I mean that in the southern way. Um, that, <laughs> that like, there you go. like of of course, of course, the answer is yes. Of course, all life. Which is why he didn't give a yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sent by alien life. But but it's it's the fact that we are we have been through the through the entire history of humanity having this struggle about what does that mean for all human life to matter? And then we, I mean, and then we have to like expand that question to so, non-human so, so, so book plug, by the way, <laughs> if you're looking for a great book on this topic, cast. Um, I just about to say the same thing. Were you, okay, I'm sorry. Great minds. Yeah. Um, what, what's her name? Isabella Wilkerson. Isabel Wilkerson. Yeah. So listen, not necessarily a Christmas book, but like get it for Christmas. Well, um, de depends on what you feel about Christmas. Books in their stockings. Well, there's two <laughs> under the tree right now. Oh, by the way, by the way, I'm starting. I am doing an online study group on that book starting in mid-January. Details to come. So and 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 I'm putting it in the in like the spiritual church context of as you read it, what, what does this mean for us people of faith? But yeah, that's exactly it. Like, and this is, we, we have done the work of ranking people. Yes. Right. And, and there's a way of fleshing this question out where we have to begin as people of faith, we have to begin. Our, our baseline has to be Every person is a child of God. Every person is an equal in God's eyes and a beloved child of God, right? Every one of us is loved. I mean, Ogan, you like to joke over and over again on this show that like every parent has a favorite child and whatever else. Like, but- That's not a joke, that's for real. But, but this which is-, is Which is why he only had one. Exactly, she um, is my favorite. Although today I will say like right now there's not all the gifts are under the tree, um, but mm -hmm. it just happens to be what Thomas is getting is the biggest box. And so um, Maggie- Listen, parents of multiple kids, we all parent our kids like, you know, to their, to their individual personalities, but we all parent them as, as like, you know, we don't parent one kid more than the other, right? We, we do what we do. 
But yeah. let's be clear, depending on who the kid is, what they do, how they connect to your personality, whatever. Well, some of us, some of us love our some kids, kids better. Than more parenting than other kids, too. And, and at different times of their life. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes. But anyway, the, the point is, is that Thomas has the biggest present <laughs> under the tree right now. And Maggie, Maggie wasn't even saying about anything about the size. She was like, I just can't imagine what you got him that is in such such a big box and i said well clearly he's our favorite so we got him the best present oh, no. you know like and she gets it like she was like she, what she was saying her point was it's thomas's present why don't you tell me because i don't need to be surprised like she just wanted to know she right. wanted to be like in you know yeah but, and you're right maybe i should i should amend my statement to say Parents, parents all love all their children equally. They don't like them all the same, though. That is probably a more accurate statement. Yeah, see, y'all not disagreeing. I don't see any disagreements happening over there. Yeah, no, I'm right. Logan has one child. <laughs> Four children. Logan has one. Listen, this is based on, on on lots of anecdotal research and discussions with parents of no. multiple children. We no. love them, love them all the same. But However, we don't like them all the same. Getting back to this, right, like. I have, um, we talked about this a long time ago, but like, right, like Derek got a lot of internet flack for um, commenting about praying for Donald Trump when he had COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that discussion was, you don't know my motives for praying. Like, you don't, you don't know what's behind my prayer. <laughs> you know what I was praying. Right, but, um, but it's the conversation of, you know, when he first got elected into office, part of the way that I lived my faith was to follow his name with beloved child of God in my head, because I needed to put myself in, like, I needed to keep my values where they belong. Sure. Right. So there's a, there's a way to talk about this. And this is actually, if I can, you know, go a little farther, this is really interesting to talk about as we go into Christmas, where we very much talk about the value of one life over others, right? The, that there is one- Santa, I know him. <laughs> I don't think that's- That's the life right there that matters. Um, I don't think that's where she was going. You don't know. <laughs> I do, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was funny nonetheless. But okay. But where you know we have we have worshipped worshipped at his manger, literally this child for thousands of years. We have written yes. so many so many songs ending right before Mariah Carey, and then there will be no more. <laughs> we devote, you know, we, we, we uplift this person and not that I'm saying this person shouldn't be uplifted. What I'm saying is though, this is a difficult thing to talk about when you're Christian and you worship a God that has a son and then all of us are just the children, right? I'm, I'm going to say it right now, he should not be uplifted. We should lift ourselves up. Well, and I would, actually, that. I would actually agree with that. I think that his actual message was about there not being a life that matters more than others. And yeah. he would probably include himself in that. Um, 
Did y'all see that meme today that was like Jesus and he was like, this man was like, you are the representation of the incarnation of the transcendence of the ground of all being. And Jesus was like, I'm a what now? <laughs> I just, I mean, I think, I think that's, I mean, it's part of the, it's part of the distortion that happens in religion of like, we, we, um, we decide that like our religion is about peace and love and we will kill anyone who doesn't believe that our religion is about peace and love. You know, like we have decided that there's a value for all human life and everyone who doesn't believe in our value of human life should, should be destroyed. Well, and so let's talk about just for a second, if I can get harp on this for a moment, the pro-life movement, right? And that language of being pro-life, yeah. which is really anti-choice. Right, it's anti-abortion, yep. anti-choice. And it's pro and the, the baby's life, not pro the mother's. Pro life. the mother's life, right? So, so or, or pro the life, pro the life after it gets out the womb. Right. Like the pro, and that's the point, right? Is right. that if you're going to be pro-life, then you're going to care about um, childhood health care, and you're going to care about welfare, and you're going to care about um, all of these schools, schools and yeah. a prison to or a school to prison pipeline, and you know, all of these different avenues if you're gonna care about life. So, you know, one of the things that even the most um, fervent feminist and, and, you know, even extreme choice people will say, we're all anti-abortion, not because it's bad, not because, you know, but we're all, we would love for there to be a world in which this, you know, is different. Mm -hmm. What yeah. we're talking about is a right to choose, a right to have an opinion over your own body. And not only that, but, you know, the blame getting put on the, the woman for making a choice when there's not a male equivalent to that. Right. And that, that it's, again, we can get into this so many ways, we might even push out listeners to that. I'm sorry, but there, where I will not, um, where I will not be moved, if you will, is that if we're going to talk about being pro-choice, or I mean, sorry, pro-life, then let's talk about being pro-life. Let's talk about every single person's life being of equal value. Let's talk about yeah. George Floyd. Let's talk about Trayvon Martin. Let's talk about Tamir Rice, right? Let's yeah. talk about this baby that is not considered of equal value. And and saying otherwise is not a pro-life stance. Let's let's talk about all the all the states that did not uh, take on the Affordable Care Act um, exactly. because because we had a black president and they were uh, clear they weren't racist, but we're not going to do this. And all the lives that were lost because people didn't have access to the health care that could have been afforded to them. Because and of that, that's that's not a pro-life approach. Exactly. And let's talk about why black women die at a larger rate than white women do in childbirth. Yep. And why they're misdiagnosed more than any other group out there in healthcare. And let's talk about us not signing on to the Paris Agreement and the fact that black and brown people are the ones who are most affected by climate change. So back to the question is that uh, is every person's life of equal value in theory? Yes. In practice? 
Not so yeah. much. You do not practice that. Yeah. And to me, that is the fundamental message of scripture. Mm-hmm. It is the fundamental message of scripture. Is well, remember well, foreigner because you were once foreigners. Love your neighbor as, you know, love one another as I have loved you. Like we are equal and we have equal value. Well, maybe in the later, in the later passages, but you know, early on, early on, there was a hell of a lot of genocide. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt is book two. (laughs) He bought you out of Egypt and told you go slaughter a bunch of people to steal some land. So I'm just saying. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. complicated. God's relationship is complicated. God's relationship with God is complicated. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, listen. I her final words. I'm just shutting it down. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're, if you're gonna bring up the Bible and it stands on 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 equal value of life, we, we, we got it. We got examined. We obviously share opinions on this, and <laughs> listeners may have very different opinions. Different opinions on this, but we I are. I doubt it. I doubt the ones who listen to this show have mm, different opinions. I don't know. But, but here's, here's where we come down. We're about to, we're entering the, we're entering the coldest part of the season in the next three months. There are people that are homeless and you know what, this is where I'm concerned. I'm concerned about rent, rent control and, or, um, you know, the evictions and all of that. What I'm also concerned about is with COVID, you're not going to be able to have emergency winter shelters. It's not going to be safe to do it. So what's going to happen? We're yeah. about to see not just a spike of homeless people in, with deaths with COVID, which we're seeing, we're about to see cold weather deaths yeah. rise. And I don't know what you do about that. We're gonna we're we're already having more and more people in the, living in their cars and sleeping in areas. And I, I I don't know what I don't know how we recover from this, not just because of the the specific COVID part of the pandemic, but all of it, right? Yeah. All, everything that's around it. I mean, how many churches out there that I know of, and I'm sure you all know of a lot more that are cold weather emergency shelters. Yeah. And you can't do it. You can't do it this year. It's not safe. It's just not. So yeah. maybe some people have figured it out or if they have, it's significantly less numbers. Right. You just aren't gonna be able to bring in enough. <coughs> It's scary. It's scary right now, people. I'm sorry to end that way, but it is. And 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 what's I'd say, well, <laughs> it is scary. But I think what's scarier, back to the whole like you know aliens, what would the aliens find distressing is that it. <laughs> Tell you the genius of Brian. It doesn't have to be this way, right? It doesn't. We always start out making fun of them, but in the end, we're like, actually, this kind of went together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, now, it doesn't. We're freaking geniuses, or <laughs> I'm not sure. What, but we, but we're we're like we're into this a little. Yeah, I think the, the show we've had enough beer that we're, like, we're genius. Alcohol is brilliant. <laughs> Alcohol is what what gets us there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this way. We have the resources. They're Absolutely. just not distributed in a way. There's too much hoarding of of wealth and possessions there's there's too much i won't do this unless there's something in it for me there's too much of that and that's why we are where i have to give something up in order we we think it's pie right i have to give my piece up so you can and you know what that may be true for some people like you said i may have to i a billionaire may have to give up 12 
million dollars, which is a drop in the bucket for me. Right. So that, oh, by the way, everybody can be, have a shelter that has one right now for unforeseen circumstances. And, and we all give the billionaires give 12 million, the, 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 you know, the millionaires give 12 grand, the thousand heirs give 1200, the hundred heirs give $12. I mean, you, you know, if we all chipped in and, 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 you know, many of us do. Many of us donate to the Salvation Army. We, 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 we do a lot of what we are capable of doing. And, um, you, you know, you did you did point out about the 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 Waltons and the work that they do, um, uh, and and on all of these millionaires, they have foundations. They have they have a lot of stuff. So this is not me just saying they don't have aspects of who they are and what they they do that doesn't serve in some way and at the same time when you're at the point of crisis you do more you step up more you give more you serve more you realize i like none of this that's happening is affecting me in fact i'm a billionaire i'm actually getting richer off of covid because of how people have had to 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 manage it and 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 so on so if i'm benefiting more because of this pandemic i should be giving more to the folks who are not in a who are who are who are hurting who are losing who are literally getting put out in the cold to die and there's maybe a handful of articles about this but i have actually really appreciated the companies that have made money that have distributed that above profit to their employees that have like you know literally doubled their salaries right like you have shown up and you have and and why amazon isn't doing that makes me furious right we um, I happen to have philanthropists in my congregation who were you in, in normal times, right? They have a foundation, they have a very strict protocol on who they support and who, you know, like you have to apply yeah. and you have to be invited to apply in this whole thing. I get that. They have loosened their rules um, right now on emergency giving because yeah. of the greatness of the need. Yes. And that is what we all have to do. We all have to be flexible. We all have to be willing to, you know, right now in churches, um, you know, at least in conversation, you can't talk about cutting my staff without cutting mine. You have to put it on the table. I won't let you not. Now, great plug. Great plug for nokid.org. Great if, plug for nokid.org. Go, go give $25, please. And we'll send you a Tumblr. But, you know, but just, people, a lot of more people are gonna are going hungry now because of the spiking cases and food banks are lined or are miles long again. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're doing everything we can, not just for people that get it, but for the healthcare workers that are freaking exhausted. Oh, yeah. Because we're nine months and we're a minimum, minimum of six months till this is over. So, and the next three are going to be just hell, pure hell for them. So I I don't know, like right now they would say, no, we don't treat every life equal and we need to be better. So stay at home, wear your mask. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for them so that they're not having to take care of you next week in that ICU. So that the aliens won't wonder what's wrong with us. La 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 la. Nice. Um, oh, come in, Emmanuel. <laughs> come, Lord Jesus, darkest. Okay. okay. Thank you to Derek Weston, um, special guest. Last like- time, we'll never see me again. Never. Enjoy wow. it. <laughs>
Like Soak it up, people. You know what? Never say that you're a you're the host of Food and Faith podcast. If, if only we had an updated bio. If only we had. If only. You got the script too. You could have read it. Um, we'd like to think you like. We can, we, listen, yeah, we can't. Bl- <laughs> we can never blame the guests. It's always on us. Third time's a charm. We'd like to thank the originator of theology, Brian Burkhoff, who came up with these. Um, crazy or brilliant questions. Yes. Uh, the answer is up to you. And our producer, Jared. Connect and spread the word on social media. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Watch us live on Facebook Tuesdays at 5-ish. Sign up at patreon.com slash ptlive for more content. To find or create a pub theology, please stay virtual still. In your town, go to pubtheology.com slash directory for more information. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.